different flavors of tea. This is a podcast where we will talk the latest headlines, nutrition, healthy lifestyles, relationships, managing your time, and just becoming and balancing a better you. My name's Annette. And I'm Malia. And we're just going to like start off by just telling you all about ourselves. Um, I was born in Philly, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I am 31. I'm a reporter. Um, I've done producing, have a media background per se. Um, I love to talk. As you can tell in this podcast, I'll be doing a lot of talking. So I love to talk. I love to write. And I just love connecting with people. And, you know, Malia and I, we just wanted to think of a way where we can express ourselves, but also, you know, just show people that we're, you know, just normal working women. And we have a passion for informing people, but also just talking about different topics. Like as a journalist, we're both journalists and we, you know, have to, you know, talk about a lot of different topics daily. Um, so we thought this would be a great, you know, avenue for us to connect with people and to just talk about a little bit of everything. That's right. Um, well, I am from Indianapolis, Indiana, born and raised. And I am also in media, as Annette said, I am a news producer, anchor, and reporter. So we do live very busy lives, always on deadline. I'm also a mom of a two-year-old. And so that keeps me extremely busy and also a grad student. So there's a lot going on there. Um, say something that makes me tick would be really, as Annette said, connecting with people and really just getting out in the world when it comes to my job and talking to people about their stories and talking about, you know, some of the latest trends that are happening in the country. Same. We're, you know, we're very similar people just to kind of give you guys a background of how we connected. So Malia was my intern back years ago in Ohio um, when I was a reporter there. I was at MMJ there and Malia was like, you know, I want to be a reporter. And we just kind of connected. And one of the things that mm -hmm. we connected on is that we were both hard workers, but then we also just love to be creative and how we presented our stories. We wanted to present them very creatively, you know, to make us stand out from the other reporters in the market. And so Malia just had this like, just thirst for knowledge when it came to journalism. And that's just how we connected. And so you know, my passion every day is being able to tell people stories, but it's stressful too. Like we have a stressful job. It's very, very stressful. We have to deal with a lot of different personalities. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of you all can, you know, agree that it's never easy to have to knock on somebody's door, a stranger's door, but enough about us, y'all. We, we want to get right into it. One of the first topics we wanted to talk about with sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we, if, if, if you haven't experienced it, you probably know somebody who has, you know, it's so common. I mean, somebody new is, it's an allegation against him or her, or, you know, it's so many different cases well, now. Of I don't think we've harassment. seen very many. I don't think we've seen very many females yet. Um, that's true. I, that's true. 
been, yeah, it's been mostly men, um, celebrities, coaches, even journalists um, for sexual harassment on the job. A lot of women are coming forward about recent allegations and then um, ones from 20 years or so ago. They're just now coming forward about it. And a lot of these people are losing their jobs. Yeah, a lot of these people. And that's the thing. We're going to take a look at some of the recent allegations that's been going on, like, you know, the very, you know, latest Charlie Rose, CBS News. Um, You know, these are journalists. These are people that we have trusted to give our news daily. And these are, you know, men who, you know, I saw an interesting article, Malia. I saw one article or it it was somebody that said something on social media and they were like, we've trusted, um, you know, Charlie Rose and, and, um, Matt lawyer to like, give us the news daily for like 20 plus years, you know, think Mm -hmm. about, you know, all, all the women that watch morning news, think, think, just think about that impact. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, these are people that we've been watching for years, you know? Yeah. They trust them. It's scary. And it's a shock it's really when you, scary. yeah, it's a shock when you think you know and trust somebody and then all of a sudden they they do these horrible things to people who are kind of like you and you wonder like, wow, somebody else around me could be just like him and I would never know. Yeah. So I just want to read, I just want to like kind of look at some of these cases and just talk about some of these cases. So um, CBS News fired their morning anchor, Charlie Rose, if you guys um, haven't saw CBS This Morning, allegations of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. He was with the broadcast since 2012. Um, basically, the CBS News president, David Rhodes, cited extremely disturbing and, and tolerable ha- behavior as announcing his firing. Um, they said that this these allegations kind of came about between his interactions with staff on the program that aired on PBS. Um, and, and some of these women have not, like, these are cases, like you said, Malia, they have been years ago and they're just now coming mm-hmm. forward. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's really hard for people when they've gone through that to really come out about it because especially as a woman, maybe people won't really believe you if you speak up about it. A lot of times a woman isn't even taken seriously in the workplace. So if she speaks up, they may yeah. say, oh, well, you know, they won't pay attention yeah. to it. So I think that's why a lot of women are hesitant to speak up. It's also, it can be embarrassing. People are mm-hmm. ashamed of it. They don't want to be the person that that's happened to, or they don't want to seem like they're the one who always has to complain. It might hurt their um getting a promotion or something if they speak up. So I think it happens years later when one person speaks up that gives all these others, all the other women, the courage to finally say, hey, this happened to me too. Yeah, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. We're we're seeing mm-hmm. all these women coming forward because, like you said, like they've probably been living in fear for so long. Like, oh well, if I if I go report it, nothing's gonna happen. And so now we're right. just seeing this culture of, you know, it's just it's every day now. Just so many women coming forward, um, who have been living, like you said, could have been living in fear for years. Um, I'm just gonna read a couple of things that. Um, these women have claimed that Charlie Rose did. It said, um, two women pretty much describe unwanted encounters with Rose at work-related events. One claims he groped her rear. The other says he grabbed her inappropriately, whispering a sexual innuendo in her ear. 
I mean, Malia, have you ever gone through anything like that? Like in the world? I have not actually. Thank God that I have not. But I'm sure other women have. And um, that's really unfortunate that that happens. I know a lot of times you get close to your coworkers and sometimes you talk, you know, a more relaxed way than you would, than you should in a professional setting. Um, and mm-hmm. so people start to get comfortable. And so I'm sure there's a lot of sexual harassment that goes on that people don't even know that it's actually sexual harassment. Now, obviously, like grabbing somebody's rear or touching you inappropriately or looking you down, up and down a certain way, those are pretty obvious. But sometimes um, flirting, that could be considered sexual harassment. And you may not think of it as that, but that's also something that's wrong. Yeah. And like a lot of times when you start these jobs, you know, they go through those trainings. They they go through those professional, you know, you, you remember when you had to r- watch the videos and you had to look through the booklets and it, it just seems like, like for some people, that's just like, okay, it goes in one ear and out of the other. Well, actually, but- if you could just, dis- if you could discuss that, because I've, I've had two professional jobs now and at, at both of them, I have not had any sexual harassment training. I've had drug training, wow. but no sexual harassment training. So I don't know if that's something that's really emphasized in the workplace. I know that, you know, at my latest employer, I, I did not do it. But my two jobs before this last one, I we pretty much had to um, like we got a booklet. And in the booklet, it pretty much just explained appropriate behavior in the workplace, non-appropriate behavior, um, what you can do, you know, to report something that doesn't sit well with you. Um, and, and then in one instance, when I worked for one company, this was probably about five years ago, we actually had to watch a video and, you know, but I, I'm not seeing that very often lately. It could be because a lot of companies are cutting stuff like that out of their budgets. You never know. I've gone through it before. And I mean, it started off with just simple, like you look nice today. You know, I like your outfit. Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, if you're nice and, and you say, well, thank you, you know, you just give that person a little bit of an inclination like, oh, you, well, she's comfortable with me complimenting her. So let me take it a step further, because a lot of times people only try you as much as you allow them to. So, you know, with this situation with myself, it was like, you know, it's just start off as like just common flirting. You, you know, you you look nice today. And then it got to the point where it was becoming a little bit inappropriate where, you know, this person was then texting me on my phone and asking me, you know, personal questions um, about myself and things that I felt weren't appropriate outside of, you know, the workplace or whatever. So how did you handle that situation? I did not report it. And that's something that I wish, you know, and this happened to me, you know, a little bit of time ago, a while ago. but. I wish I kind of had a report it, but I, I was like all those other women, you know, fearful that, okay, well, I don't want to get this guy fired. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a family. I don't, you know, I don't want to be that person. But at the same token, it was like, I knew it was wrong. I knew deep down that some of the things he was saying to me were not appropriate, but I just kind of just said, okay, I'm just going to focus and just keep it moving. But I mm-hmm. wish, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I wish I would have reported it. I wish that I would have had that opportunity to um, to really stand up for myself in that situation when I didn't. And I think so many other women probably find themselves in a situation like that. And it wasn't until I had to like 
really draw the line and say, no, you're making me uncomfortable. And I threaten to go to HR is when those advances finally stop. But the truth of the matter is they should have never gone there. So I think it's just really important for women, you know, and and men, because I, I don't want to make this a gender specific thing, because even though we're seeing a lot of cases now with with women coming forward and men being the perpetrator, I think it's important to note that sexual harassment happens in both both cases. It's not just women who are, you know, being targeted, men have a problem too with sexual harassment, you know, in the workplace. You don't want to, you don't want to have to go through work like that. Nobody should ever mm-hmm. have to go through that, you know? Well, I, I just did a story on this actually, and I spoke with an attorney. He is a sexual harassment attorney. And he was saying the best thing that you can do if you have been sexually harassed is to speak up. And so ideally a business has an HR department um, or a designated person who handles those kind of complaints. Um, and so that's what you need to do. You need to file that complaint. And, you know, sexual harassment, it's defined as unwanted verbal or physical contact toward a coworker. Um, it can also be discrimination where you treat someone differently because of their gender. Um, and that's another thing that some people don't think about. So, um, yeah. when you go to HR, oftentimes this attorney said that Most companies don't want to have to pay you a whole bunch of money, so they're going to try to settle it and try to fire that person right away because they'd prefer not to go through a lawsuit. But if you don't have an HR department, it's good to go to a government agency called the EEOC and file a Mm -hmm. charge. Um, Usually where you work, usually in the break room, you can see uh, forms and it has all kinds of information about that. But also something I did not know most I think it's in most states you'll have to google it wherever you live but you cannot wait longer than 300 days to report harassment or discrimination otherwise you can lose all of your rights and then that person can stay there so you have about 300 days and make sure that you file that in time after filing a a sexual harassment complaint it can take weeks or months to get justice it does Mm -hmm. take time because it is a lawsuit but obviously it's worth it in the end. So just because it takes a lot of time doesn't mean it's not important. It can be scary. If you don't want to go straight to HR, talk to somebody who you trust in the workplace, talk to a friend and get advice about what you need to do. But it is important to speak up and eventually talk to HR. Absolutely. And see, I didn't even know about the 300 days. I want to also mention that, you know, if anybody's listening to this and they're going through um, a situation like that, also make doc document everything. Keep your yeah. receipts and keep them in a folder or something because you will need all of that for your lawsuit or your complaint. Mm-hmm. You need all all of that documentation. Make sure when you do go to HR you have substantial evidence because like it's gonna be it's gonna it may turn into a he said see you know, she she said situation or it may turn into your word against the other person's word. But if you've got that documentation to back up your word, if you've got those text messages and screenshots and all that evidence, then you're going to have a better um, you're going to have a better result from your case. Well, what do you think about Gabby Douglas and the Twitter firestorm that she went through with Allie Raisman? Oh, wow. Yeah, that when that happened. um, That yeah, that was huge because. Basically, for those of you who don't know, 
Alexandria, uh, I think it's, is it Raisman, Rosman? I, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but she's a gymnast, a, a, gosh, a world Olympic star, you know, gymnast. She's won gold medals and, you know, she's well known. Um, and she came forward and she pretty much said that she had been sexually abused, um, or sexually harassed by her, her coach, her gymnast coach. Um, and when she did that, Gabby retweeted her tweet and I'm just going to read the tweet out. I've got it right in front of me. So, um, Allie tweeted, um, we are all in this together. If we're going to create change, I need your help. The tweet was just, you know, pretty much saying that she had been, um, sexually harassed by her gymnast coach for years. I mean, this is going on for years. And so Gabby put, you know, however it is, she retweeted Allie's tweet and said, it is our responsibility as women to dress modestly and classy, dressing in a provocative sexual way entices the wrong crowd. And when Gabby retweeted that and put that there, I'm telling you y'all, Twitter lit up. As they should have, because personally, I think that Abby, I mean, not Abby, (laughs) Gabby was victim blaming. (laughs) And that's something you should never do. She was definitely victim blaming. That's just like saying um, the person who just got raped was raped because they were wearing a short skirt and a tank top. And that was enticing the rapist to go commit that crime against her. So, no, I think Gabby is completely wrong in that situation. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And I'm, I'm really glad that she got a lot of fire for that. because she's- I, I remember getting up in the morning and, and seeing that tweet and was like, why would she do that? I mean, that was just, it was crazy to me. I just could not believe that she would tweet something like that. Um, mm-hmm. because Especially, you know, just because that they, not even because they were like teammates. It was because she was a woman. And there's so many women that think that though. Malia, so many women think yeah. that we bring this on to ourselves, like the way we dress or, you know, the way like, because truth be told, you know, I, I have a shape, you know, I, I'm a little bit, you know, I've got hips, curvy, I've got a butt, I'm <laughs> curvy, you know? So when I put on a dress quite naturally, you know, I look voluptuous in the dress, but that should never give a man the right to approach me in a in, in disrespectfully you know to disrespect to disrespect me and approach me not in a respectable manner and to you know try to sexually harass me my clothing the way i my body is shaped and the way i look in my clothing should never um make it seem like that's okay oh okay because she's dre- oh because her dress is a little too tight i'm going to go ahead and and try to and try to get at her you know that's unprofessional right that it is, is unprofessional. And it, and it was sad, you know, it was really sad to see Gabby, you know, kind of say that because I was like, I was like, I was and like, she's wow, in such like, a place of influence too. Yeah. And so a lot of young girls who really follow her could probably see that and say, Hmm, maybe that's how I should think too. And so now I'm mm-hmm. going to judge all these other women that it's happened to, and I'm not going to believe them. And I'm going to downplay their hurt and their pain because yeah. they deserved it. And this is a time that I feel like, you know, women should be rallying around one another. You know what I'm saying? So often we see, you know, kind of women like cat fighting and, 
and, you know, not supporting one another. And it was really, it was really disheartening to see, you know, Gabby come out like that. And she did come back through, you know, all fairness, she did come back on Twitter and apologized and, and said that she was wrong for those words and that her words were taken out of context. Um, I think that's crap. I mean, <laughs> people only apologize, people only apologize after they get a whole bunch of flack for it. Not, they don't think about that when they post the first time. She meant what she said the first time. So I'm, I'm not going to, you know, forgive her just because she apologized. That's like all these yeah. people who, who, you know, who have these sexual harassment, um, allegations against them. They apologize and that makes everything okay. Like they weren't doing this this whole time. No, right. Gabby knew what she was saying the first time. She typed it out, hit post and she meant that. And so to come back later and try to apologize. I, I don't, I'm not believing it. Yeah. She's, I mean, I think probably I think a, it was a def- PR person probably mm-hmm. told her to put that because she was getting flack. But if people didn't notice that, she would have kept that up there on Twitter. It was damage control for sure. It was damage control. Yes. She, she meant what she said. Uh, sadly enough, a lot of people, a lot of people believe, um, a lot of people have those same, you know, thoughts as Gabby that, you know, oh, you entice that men. You know, you think about you, you think about the type of slack that and I and I hate to kind of bring this into the conversation, but you know, think about like women like who like Amber Rose or, you know, Nicki Minaj, like these are women that are very voluptuous bodies and, and, and they are celebrities and you know, but just because they pose or they 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 carry themselves in that way, that that still doesn't mean that they deserve to be mistreated. That still yeah. doesn't mean that they deserve to be raped or they deserve to be sexually harassed against. I mean, and those are really a persona that they have that those, Mm -hmm. you know, those poses that they do, that's not really them. It's not what they wear. That doesn't define them. That's just, you know, this persona they have, which no one really knows unless you personally know them. But anyway, you're right. It's there's, it's not, it's not cool at all to just assume that, Hey, since they dress this way or they, talk this way they look this way that it's okay for this to happen to them right definitely it's not and and I would I would have loved to see Gabby more supportive of her teammate um in that Mm -hmm. instant it was really it was really sad to see that you know Simone Biles came forward she had tweeted um you know her response to that when she saw that she was like it shocks me she said on Twitter, it shocks me that I'm seeing this, but it doesn't surprise me. Honestly, seeing this brings me tears, brings me to tears because as your teammate, I expected more from you and for you to support her. I support you, Allie, and all the other strong women out there. And that's what we need. We need a lot more support because this is something, I mean, a lot of the industries that we are in, especially in the journalism, journalism industry, mm-hmm. you know, it's male dominated. Um, it is, and, 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 and a lot of, you know, managers, a lot of these high executives are males. So it's just really important for women to rally together. So if they are experiencing this, they don't feel shame. They don't feel scared to come forward because it is no place in the workplace for that type of behavior. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what kind of environment it is. I don't care how relaxed it is. It is no place. For that type of behavior at your job it's just not and 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 I'm glad that we're seeing 
women finally standing up for themselves. We're seeing men come mm-hmm. forward. You know, um, the one comedian, I can't think of his name. Um, oh man, I just, I drew a blank. I don't but know what you're talking about. The, the guy, the guy who came forward too, um, it's going to come to me in a minute, but Terry Crews, Terry Crews, Terry Crews. I, I was like, yep. I was like, it was on the tip of my tongue. Like Terry Crews. Yeah. You know, he came forward too. Remember his story. Yes. You know, do. so it's not just women out there, you know, they're, and these are just people who have come forward. Think about the thousands, the thousands of people who haven't, have not. you know, so, so let's talk about, you know, cause we want to wrap this up you know, Malia, I know you highlighted some ways um, that people can report this um, and just really reemphasize that for us so that people can really, if they are listening to our podcast and, and they're going through a situation like this, they can really seek some help and, and, and get that support that they need. Yeah. Well, if you're going through it, talk to a trusted friend or coworker about what you're going through. Make sure you've saved all of your evidence against whoever is harassing you and go to HR um, with all of your evidence. If you don't have an HR, go to the EEOC, file a lawsuit, um, and you have about 300 days um, to file a complaint or else you will lose your rights within your company. The best place to go first is within your company because most companies would like to settle and eliminate the person who's harassing you. They do not want to have an issue and most most places want a safe work environment. Um, so that's really the advice I can give about that. It has not happened to me, but mm-hmm. um, from talking to professionals, that is really the best thing you can do. I can't tell you so. I can't tell you how many times, so many different cases of women that I hear. You know, even myself. I wish I. You know, I I, I erased some things that I felt was prominent evidence in my case, and and I wish I hadn't because you know. That's that is what you need to be able to yeah, get a piece the of advice that you need that you need. Yeah. Piece of advice to anyone just for anything. Keep all your emails, no matter if it's happy and friendly, because you don't know the day that it's going to turn sour. Keep all of your text messages until you run out of space because yeah. you can use those in the court of law. And that is extremely important to keep all of your stuff. So. That's all I can say about that, really. Yep. And also recognize those behaviors. You know, a workplace, you know, your, your, your job should be a place of professionalism. And I know that a lot of times, you know, depending on the job or depending on what you do for a living, you know, a lot of times those boundaries do cross, but recognize that behavior and, and recognize when that behavior is crossing the line. If it makes you uncomfortable, then then it's probably inappropriate. It's probably inappropriate. And document it and and you know address that person, but do know that at the end of the day, you do have protections. You do have your company to protect, to 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 be there for you and and do not not report it. That's the advice that I'm right. going to give. Do not just They let. are with you. They are with you. Your company is supposed to be with you. They have specific people in place to help you get through things like this, to help you um, become comfortable because nobody should ever live in fear where they can't go to work and make a chat. Yeah, uh, that's all we have for this episode. Thank you for listening to Different Flavors of Tea. 
And next week, we are talking about bullying and how young kids are killing themselves as a result of it. We see so many stories like that almost daily, yeah. weekly. Um, and so just stay tuned for that. Um, uh, you can look at it on, or you can listen on our website, um, differentflavors.wordpress.com. And you can go on there, like, share, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,